I'm Josh. Welcome to another episode of The Refill, part of the 52 and 52 Network, where we do shorter reviews on movies. So today, Josh and I are going to be talking about Hell or High Water. It is a new Western-ish movie uh, starring Chris Pine, Ben Foster, and Jeff Bridges. Uh, they're, you know, the three main leads in the movie. Um, so uh, personally, I would say that the movie is definitely a modern-day Western, and that's how I would classify it. I haven't seen many Westerns, but my dad loves them, and I think that's fair to save this movie more than... Uh, I mean, not that we need to categorize everything, but that's... I mean, that's what the movie is. Would you agree with that, Josh? Yes, very much so. Yeah. Um, so basically the basic plot of the movie is that Chris Pine and Ben Foster are brothers, and they have, like, uh, basically they owe money to a bank, and so they come up with this plan to rob those banks and pay them back with their own money. And then um, uh, so the sheriff, I guess, is it the sheriff of the I guess the sheriff is played by um, – or I guess he's a Texas Ranger, is uh, played by Jeff Bridges, and he's like the person in charge, and he's about to retire. And so you know, it gets all like, should I deal with this case? Should I not deal with this case? I'm about to retire, et cetera, et cetera. And then that's how the story goes along. So what did you think of the movie, Josh? I really liked it, and I was uh, pretty worried at first when I uh, when I saw the trailer. It just looked kind of corny. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I haven't rewatched it since I saw the movie. I probably should have if I was going to make this comment. But I just remember thinking it looked like a little corny, like dudes doing southern accents. Chris Pine doing a southern accent would have, was something I'm not sure I needed in my life. But like when I actually watched the movie, like yeah, I mean he's speaking somewhat with a southern drawl, but it's definitely not like a hammed up southern accent which ben foster is able to pull off probably because we're just not as familiar with him and he's able to play a little bit more of your stereotypical like southern bad boy type cowboy whatever you want to call him and he's has fun he has fun with it and he's really good in it because ben foster is a pretty good actor by all counts even though i really actually haven't seen a ton of what he's done outside of lone survivor which i know is something i need to rectify because i people really speak very highly of him he's pretty good yeah uh, yeah, I mean, like, what what else have you seen him in? I I, I have three ten to Yuma on one of my watch lists. I've heard he's good in that, but I'm, um, I mean, have you seen other stuff he's done? Yeah, Lone Survivor, Contraband, Prometheus, Mechanic, um, X Men, Original Punisher. Um, forgot he forgot he was in X Men. Um, he's in um, uh, is he in Alpha Dog too? Yes, yeah, he's in Alpha Dog also. Yeah, he plays Anton's so, yeah, brother, I think. Yeah, so in uh. So um, in Hell or High Water, he plays the brother of Chris Pine, who's he's just gotten out of prison. He's going to help Chris Pine with this bank robbing plan, kind of be the, um, be the, I guess be the brains of the operation. Even if it's probably he, it's, it's made pretty clear that Chris Pine's the smarter brother. And um, but yeah, like I mean, I was kind of worried about it because it just looked like a. I mean, I not that like I have anything against westerns. It's not like a genre I'm totally well versed in, but it just looked like a. Uh, it, did, it, movie, just, yeah. it just looked like a movie that didn't really have a lot special about it. But then I, I didn't realize that Taylor Sheridan wrote the screenplay, also the writer of Sicario. And if someone had just told me that when I saw the trailer, I wouldn't have been so worried. Yeah. Um, but like, I mean, it just it just looked like a blab, like shoot 'em up, bank robbing sure. movie, whatever. And if you're just telling me, oh, but it's a bank robbing movie by the writer of Sicario, then like I'll change my mind on a on, on the drop of a hat as to whether or not I'm seeing that movie. Because yeah, and. Um, and it, it also, I mean, not that I 
wasn't wouldn't be there for a jam-packed action movie written by the guy that wrote Sicario, but like that's not the movie that we got. Like there's yeah, there's some bank robberies and there's some shooting, but it's like it's a lot it's a lot more slow and ponderous than that and much more so than Sicario and I really like this movie. I like, I like Sicario better probably just cuz when you go for all that stuff and you do it well, it just provides you with more highs. Mm-hmm. But like, I still thought this movie did what it set out to do, like really well. And I think I've seen some critics like saying it's like a meditation on like the the like the Trump voters in America and the people that feel like they've been left behind in what they're doing. And I don't know if I really ever got that vibe. It seemed like that these guys were, were had an understanding that their family had never really been um, had much money, but like. I mean, they seemed a little more mad at the banks than they were, like, the U.S. government. I mean, you can yeah. make an argument about one and the same, but it really – they did a good job of explaining how, like, that community had been affected by the banks. Yeah, and I think that's sort of why the movie is – I mean, even though it's slow-paced, I guess, it's still, like, lively because you sort of feel what the the two main leads are feeling. And then, like you said, the community, they have random places, whether they're stopped at a – a diner or at the local lawyer's house or the casino, whatever it is. And you can, you sort of feel that, you know, people are hearing this news. Oh, this bank got robbed. And everyone's like, good, fuck the bank. Like, and it's like, they don't, they don't explicitly say it, but like they somehow just know that these guys are now all of a sudden have some money that it's like, Oh, it must've been them, but we like them and fuck the banks. So we're going to help them. We're going to help them do whatever they need to do. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, I, so Sicario definitely is a little more action-packed, but I think it also – I think that Sheridan kind of takes the pacing notes from Sicario too because it's it's still paced very well and it's not like a fast-paced, die-hard type action movie. Sicario has a lot of depth to it I think and I think that this movie does too. And there's a lot of aspects because Chris Pine has like a ex-wife and two kids and he's sort of – and his mom just died and his brother was in jail. So he's sort of like trying to remedy all three of these situations at the same time while also sort of like becoming his own man and doing what what's right by his family, right? And so I think that was really interesting and I think they pretty much accomplished everything that they set out to do in the movie. It's been it's been a couple of weeks since I've seen it now. Did, um, I mean, you have, it's not like you saw it yesterday either. You just saw it a little more recently than I did. But did they remind me? Did they uh, explain specifically like what the bank did to their mom? Was it, like pretty clearly the bank's fault that she got upside down on the mortgage? Yeah, I think that they sort of just. You know, I don't rate, rate, raise the rates on her or yeah, something like something that. Like that, I think she like, like it was clear that they did. They, it wasn't just like and, yeah. it wasn't just like she was a deadbeat. Like it was like the bank had a little. They did a little something shady. I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, I think yeah. she like tried to refinance the land or something, and then they sort of kind of fucked her over on the interest rate or something. I'm not sure. She ended God. up owing them more money than she had originally owed them or something, and then it sort of put her in a lot of financial strain and debt, obviously. And then I do. I do. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I got you. And like, I mean, so that that does shift the 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 moral balance of it a little bit. But I mean, I do like movies like this where it's like, I mean, like Sicario also throws a lot of stuff against the wall, and like you're really not sure like where your allegiances should lie, other than like you know, like because you like you know the government's like Emily Blunt's obviously like a good person, but everyone else it's just kind of sketchy. Um, but like here, it's like I do like movies where you, you're, you're pretty clearly like in some way cheering for the bad guy. Yeah, um, he's not like. Like, it's clear that, like, his brother is, like, really the bad guy, but, like, and he just got kind of, like, in over his head, and it's like, they did screw his mom, but he did take part in these bank robberies that, like, resulted in some people dying, and 
like if he had just never agreed to it in the first place, it wouldn't have happened. But you are happy for his kids. And yeah. I like having to, I like having to struggle with that after the yeah. fact. Like I enjoy when movies make you think about those kind of things. And it's like, were ain't, would this have been, is there any way in which you can justify this? You know? Yeah. And it's interesting because we just, so we just talked about, um, don't think twice. And it's sort of a little bit of a movie where the, whether the script or the characters or the director, they sort of end up telling you how they feel or maybe not ex- exactly what you should feel, but it's sort of like they're taking a stand. And in this movie, I kind of like that they leave it in the middle, like you said, because you sort of get to judge like morally. It, it kind of just makes you not even question your morals, but just sort of like think about where they are because obviously, you know, this dude robbed a bank, people died. But also the bank fucked his family and he he has kids who are like growing up not, I guess, poor because he's behind on child support, et cetera. And his wife kind of lives in a shitty house, et cetera. So it's interesting to sort of balance that and be like, well, <laughs> how much bank robbing and death is OK for this guy to to provide for his family? And I mean, clearly they had a good plan. I mean, I don't want to say clearly, but they had a good plan for like people not to get killed. And his brother sort of went over the top with things but um that's i mean in in the eyes of the law you know like that's your fault so yeah i mean i guess and i I, like i like i said at the beginning of the podcast like i think that i mean oh the critics are giving this a lot of credit for being some kind of um statement about like trump's america and people that have been left behind and i think that it has something to say about like poverty and I guess specifically white people that live in poverty because I guess it's, it's something that we don't don't think about a ton and it, it is I don't know I'm I'm it's like I, that's something I've been thinking about a lot too is exact because this movie does have something to say about that but I'm not exactly sure what because there's like a way like I think almost a way in which a, like a movie that like is a little more clear about something like that and how we deal with like what you do to will, will do for your family is like 99 homes which yeah. is like I think walks a much more finer line than this, where it's like as far as like because no, like Andrew Garfield like doesn't really get in trouble until the end of that, where it's like here it's like it's clearly wrong, but I do think that like it, it, the movie still does a pretty good job of like dealing with like what someone that like just hasn't really li- lived a privileged life will still like the lengths that he will go to and makes you think about that, and then it's it's like an interesting character study in a way that like you might not get in like a lot of other types of westerns that might be more shoot 'em yeah. up and i think that i think that's the one thing that I'd, i just want to say i think gets lost if like if you saw this trailer and you thought like that's not for me i don't really care about a shoot 'em up movie it's like this has some of that for people that like that but like it does and it does it does make you think about like um a lot about how far is too far to go to provide for your family if you really do owe them something and i think that's something that the movie gets at that like it's a it's a theme that maybe a lot of like a lot of big budget studio movies aren't really going to deal with that these days and you need to go see something like this if you like things that deal with that kind of thing yeah so the thing the the thing that's been sort of crossing my mind about this movie is that I don't think it's necessarily like a great like top tier movie, but there isn't really anything you can complain about in this movie to make it like oh this movie was bad kind of thing, because it's it's really not and there's a lot of good things too. The only thing I'm I've sort of been having trouble like reconciling with is sort of like Jeff Bridges being so fucking racist, but I guess it's sort of just like a statement of 
this is what it's like in Texas in 2016, I guess. I'm not, I'm well, not sure. Well, things that it's like in Texas. And, I, mean, well, I, I, I mean, I didn't know how racist he actually was or if it was just like a rapport that he had with his partner. Sure. Um, uh, sure, but there's, it's not really for him to decide. You know what I mean? It's sort of like – Yeah, I guess it did make his partner kind of uncomfortable. But like yeah. he was – like he thought he was joking. He, he's like the guy that's like, yeah, I have, I have a black friend so I can say it. Yeah. Like he's that – he's probably that guy, which I mean like – not really a great guy to be, but it's also not the worst guy to be is where I, what I'd have to say about him and probably not that far from the norm in Texas. Yeah, I guess. we were. So I was watching the movie with my friend Sammy, who you know, and, and we were halfway mm-hmm. through the movie, and he goes, I bet people in Texas fucking hate this movie. And I was <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, I guess. I mean, I like, But also, but the, the thing that I laughed, I was almost laughing, was like, you know there are people from Texas that are watching it, and they're watching that scene where they, they chase after him after the bank robbery with all their guns, oh, and they're yeah. like, that's why we need our guns. Yeah. And I was you know, like, that's probably, like, that's, like, if, if like, yeah, I mean, I guess that's, like, a good example of you guys, like, working together with law enforcement and really using your guns. But it doesn't necessarily, like, just, like, I mean, like, I was, you know, I, I, I wasn't, like, all of a sudden, like, pro-gun, but I'm, like, I bet these guys are really happy. That was just, like, I was just sure, laughing at it. It's, like, sure, you know how, you know, you know how happy those dudes are that they got to, like, use their guns, and they probably feel, like, super justified about being totally pro-gun, and now they're getting to chase down a bank robber. I was like, you know, fictional dude, like, I'm really happy for you right now. Yeah. That's, like, kind of, that's where I was at. Is I was yeah. just getting a chuckle out of it. No, no, I totally understand what you're saying. I just, uh, I don't know. It didn't really move the needle for me at all. I mean, that. it was more. I don't know if it was really supposed to be played for laughs, but that caravan, like, it made oh, me absolutely. laugh. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, I was laughing. <laughs> I was laughing too. Um, but yeah, so I mean, it's it's a smaller movie. It's a little bit slower paced, but it definitely follows uh, thematically as a western. And I kind of touched on at the beginning. Like, what did what did you think about the performances? I mean, I thought they were all really good. It's like you said, like Jeff Bridges, like yeah, kind of racist, but like he plays like Jeff Bridges really well. Great. Like you've yeah, seen him play that great. dude before. You see, you've seen that. You seen him play that dude before, uh, dude. Get it? But like, um, dude, uh, just but like the, your opinion, dude. Yeah, Man, yeah, but like guess, yeah. the. Um, well, like he's like he's really good at it. Like it should feel like a little corny that like oh you're having Jeff Bridges play cowboy, but it doesn't because he's like so good at it, and um. And yeah, like I said, like something like 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 I was probably worried that like that's like a such a worst movie. I think if you switch like the Chris Pine into the Ben Foster role. Oh, absolutely. Because I, I don't I think, even know if I like Chris Pine as an actor because Star Trek is boring to me. Yeah. And I'm, I don't. But like he was fine. He, he was good here. Yeah, no, he was really good, and I, I, was just, I think I was Ben Foster is really I, good. So he yeah, was I was like, awesome. I, I was just worried seeing the trailer that Chris Pine was going to be playing someone like the Ben Foster character, which oh, would have been too. really bad. Yeah, yeah, and that's probably that was probably like the biggest reason why this ended up being like a better movie than I thought. Well, I was expecting to be good when I saw the reviews because they were overwhelmingly positive. But like when I first saw the trailer, like I envisioned him playing that kind of southern dude, which would have been really bad. Yeah, I don't think that would have worked, and and uh, I don't even know. I don't even know if I've ever even liked Chris Pine in a movie before this. It's Jack Ryan, maybe. I don't even know what else he's been in, but I really, I, I, I didn't just, watch that movie. He's just a um, dude who plays movies for me which is fine he's actually he's actually i mean I'm, I'm, i highly doubt you saw this movie but i saw into the woods with my mom and he plays like the prince in that and he's oh, no, like really he's like he's like really funny in that and okay. so but like not but like that's not like the main kind of like dude that chris pine plays in movies but yeah. like that is like the one but when but like probably not like exactly what he would like to think people think of him as is like that prince in into the woods being like your best thing but like sure. Before this, like that was probably like his favorite, my favorite thing that he had done because I'm not a I'm not a Star Trek person. Yeah, yeah, me either. Um, but yeah, so I, I I would recommend this movie. 
Uh, I think it's pretty good, and I think you'll enjoy it, especially if you're like Westerns, and and I think that your parents will enjoy it, or if you are a parent, I think you'll enjoy it. Uh, just I would as, say it's uh, a good grandpa, a good movie to go to with your grandpa. Absolutely. Except I went to it with my grandpa, and he fell asleep and missed the third bank robbery oh, <laughs> at the end of the movie. But he woke back up because I, I woke him up because he was snoring, and I was worried he was going to interrupt, like distract the people in front of us. And he's like, "Yeah, it was a solid movie. It just could have had more action." I'm like, "Grandpa, you fell asleep during one of the bank robberies." Yeah. So it's like, like I said, this movie does have some pretty good tense action um and uh and i think most grandpas will like it it's just my grandpa likes to nap so yeah. go, go go see it with your dad or grandpa yeah go see it with your parents and um also give us a follow on our new twitter handle it is 52 and 52 pod on twitter and um you can find info from us there and and our our twitter handles and everything and um thank you for listening and we look forward to hearing what you guys have to say thank you